This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Our show uh, is sponsored by Compass Retirement Advisors. Uh, Today, we're going to take a look at how the recently passed infrastructure bill may have benefits for uh, those who are retirement age and and older. Um, And if time permits, we're going to look at some uh, potentially wise financial New Year's resolutions that one might begin to... uh, uh, take uh, note of. Uh, we're, we're quickly approaching uh, a new year. At any time, if you would like more information about any of the uh, topics we discuss here on our show, uh, give me a call at 812-787-0809. Visit us online at compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. And just a reminder, uh, while you're at the website, if you click on the radio tab, you can uh, check out past episodes of our show. And uh, you can also find us on uh, Apple and Spotify uh, podcasts. But please, at any time you have a a question uh, regarding uh, retirement-related concerns, uh, give us a call. Again, the number is 812-787-0809. Just a real quick uh, update here on the usdebtclock.org. We have gone over the $29 trillion mark on uh, government debt. We are over now $161 trillion of unfunded liabilities. And uh, if you listen to the show, you know we speak of unfunded liabilities. We define those as promises and contracts the government has entered into that they don't have the funds in the checkbook uh, to cover. The only way they're going to pay for those is through additional tax revenues. So uh, our concern is uh, how this amount of debt is going to impact uh, all of our retirement. And if you're not absolutely 100% sure that you've allowed for these contingencies in your current retirement income plan, then uh, please give us a call at Compass Retirement Advisors. Well, uh, after months of uh, all the wrangling and uh, obviously the the, the breathless media coverage, uh, both the United States Senate and the House of Representatives have uh, passed the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act, and President Biden has signed it into law. So yes, it does now exist in uh, the laws of our country. There's been plenty of attention paid to uh, what the bill means for uh, railroads, airports, bridges, roads, and more. But we're going to spend uh, most of our time today looking uh, at what the bill means for those who are 
uh, as we said earlier, uh, retirement age uh, Americans. And then uh, during the remaining part of the show, if we have a little time, uh, we'll take a look at some uh, New Year's resolutions that uh, you might want to consider. But before we break down this infrastructure bill, um, I'd want to bring in my co-host, Tony Shore. Uh, Tony, uh, it, it's been said that that you're like you know a well-built bridge, uh, a freshly <laughs> paved highway. Uh, that's how dependable you are, and we rely on you for a lot of our show infrastructure. So, uh, welcome to uh, to today's show, Tony. Thanks for being with us. Wow, you know that may be the first time I've ever been compared to a bridge, but I kind of like it. Um, <laughs> speaking of infrastructure, I'm glad we're talking about this today, and uh, they finally got that passed. So we'll have to see what happens. And, and, and I'm anxious to dig into that. You know, that coupled with our already enormous uh, debt, uh, as you mentioned, you talked about where the U.S. debt clock, clock is at at the top of the show. Uh, that's interesting. But, uh, yeah, I've had a great week. It's been good. Um, you know, I was, I've was i been following this coverage of the bill, and it seemed like they were never actually going to get it passed. But when it finally happened i was caught a little off guard like whoa where'd that come from they made it work so i'm fired up that we're going to break the bill down today in a way that you know uh, somewhat focuses on older americans and retirees so uh, how do you want to get this rolling well, I want to cover some points that uh, was in an AARP article. Um, that article title was House Passes Sweeping Infrastructure Bill That Would Benefit Older Americans. And, and there's some good information in there. Um, according to the article, there are several key ways the bill will benefit uh, retirement age Americans. And uh, the first key that uh, the article cites uh, is an expansion in emergency broadband benefits and specifically they cite the bill containing about 65 billion dollars to continue in improving the build out uh, and access to high-speed internet you know, all across the country uh, the stimulus bill back in 2020 uh, people might recall created a uh, federal benefit program to help lower uh, income Americans pay for high-speed internet, um, but this uh, infrastructure bill, you know, expands uh, on that. Um, the element of uh, this stimulus bill uh, helped more than seven million uh, families. Forty percent of those included uh, people who were 50 or older, and um, the infrastructure bill is kind of repackaging some of that and they're making that permanent now, and it's uh, being renamed as the Affordable Connectivity Program. Hmm. I'm not familiar with that. The Affordable Connectivity Program, fast and reliable internet. I think it's necessary, especially for uh, elderly people, but rural people, and this one really hits close to home, Mike, because my folks, uh, my parents, my mom and dad live uh, out in farm country in Minnesota, a long way away from any major city, and their internet there is horrible at best, right? Um, so they can't really do things online or stream like other people can if they live inside a, a, a city. So I, I'm actually happy about this, and I hope it helps them. Uh, you know, uh, again, it's wait and see if this really happens. but. Uh, another thing that jumps out at me is high-speed internet in rural communities is going to make it easier for people to maybe stay in their homes or, uh, you know, maybe stay there after they retire and not have to move 
into a retirement home, right? That, that's right, Tony. I think there's some tremendous benefits, you know, to, to being connected to the high speed. Uh, I can tell you uh, personally, just a few weeks ago, uh, we live out in the country, and just a few weeks ago, the fiber optic uh, made it to, to our residence. So uh, prior to that, it was kind of hit and miss, and, uh, you know, a lot of what we need to do was done at the office, but uh, it, it certainly changes uh, things even, even for us. And, and I think it's it's a good point. In fact, um, your observation brings uh, up the next uh, point uh, in the article for, for older people. And um, a lot of these areas, as you said, have been uh, unserved altogether or, or underserved uh, in parts of the country. And it's also going to provide training uh, for people in, in those communities. Uh, and we boil all it down. Uh, I think it means high-speed internet is going to be available for for more people, a lot more people than it was uh, just recently. And hopefully these build-outs will uh, get uh, completed you know, fairly soon. Uh, we know how vital you know, the reliable internet is you know, day-to-day in, in our business lives. And, and I think it's becoming more so you know, individually. Um, and I, I don't think it's outlandish to say that this part of the infrastructure bill does have the potential to, to do something really good and to transform those very rural areas uh, across the country. So, you know, I'm never in, in favor of spending money when we're as far in, in debt uh, uh, as a country uh, as, as we are. But uh, I think there is a real need there and that uh, all Americans can benefit uh, by, by using the good things that, that come on the, the internet connectivity. Sure. Yeah, and I think that's a, it's going to be a good program, I, I, I would hope. And for again, for people in rural communities, it, it will hopefully mean easier access to financial services professionals like yourself as well, or medical experts, uh, virtual concerts, arts. I mean, it seems like the possibilities are nearly endless when it comes to high-speed internet and what that can provide. Oh, it really is. And, and Tony, let's remember here um, the connectivity to uh, the grandkids, you know, being able to, oh, to yeah, that's you know, communicate. Um, so uh, I think it's a good family thing, you know, to, to be able to uh, see grandma and grandpa or even uh, mom and dad uh, and, and check on them. And, and it uh, just makes it uh, really easy. So I, I said, I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, some, some work's being done uh, to take care uh, of that part. But uh, let's move on and talk about uh, some of the roads and highway uh, parts of, of the, the legislation. Um, there, there's a new uh, Safe Streets for All program uh, is included in the infrastructure bill, uh, as well as other parts. Uh, that are designed to um, you know address you know transportation safety and uh, they'll provide some financial resources to make uh, all different types of roadways uh, safer for all Americans and specifically for older Americans uh, I think this is uh, some insightful information uh, considering uh, a National Safety Council estimate that about 22 percent of people who died in vehicle crashes in 2019 mm. were 
45 or older. And to me, uh, this is a case where you know, what's good for older Americans is, is good for, for all Americans. Um, and, you know, on previous shows, we've talked uh, from time to time about how important, you know, mass transit can be for, for older people. And we don't find a lot of that here in, in uh, southwestern Indiana. But, um, yeah. you know, even in, in places like, you know, Evansville, uh, Bloomington, uh, you know, there is uh, more reliance on uh, mass transit. Yeah, true. Um, so, how, well, how does the how does the infrastructure bill address mass transit? Well, it, it's going to put about thirty nine billion dollars into public transportation uh, projects. A, a major investment, no matter you know how you slice it. Um, this money is going to uh, expand and, and improve public transportation across the country, and those efforts would include some things that maybe we overlook sometimes and take uh, for granted in, in elementary, but uh, just providing steps to access uh, transit services, you know, making it easier to um, you know, climb aboard um, for both older folks and, and people with uh, disabilities. And specifically, communities and transit providers across the nation can use the money to update their buses, uh, trains, uh, the transit stations themselves, uh, as well as to you know extend uh, services to, to new areas and, and reduce uh, some of the rider costs. Uh, all told, according to this article, uh, this represents the biggest investment the federal government has ever made in public transportation on you know these local rural levels. So I think uh, some money is is going to be making it to, to places across the country uh, that have seen uh, or have been overlooked, let's say, over the many years when it comes to uh, doling out uh, transportation dollars by the government. Well, yeah, and so uh, transit's a big one. I mean, that's stunning. I knew the bill would make uh, big investments in local communities, but I had no idea at, at what level, and uh, that's a wow moment. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, $39 billion, it's a it's a big number. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, as you, re- as you point out at the beginning of each of every single week at the beginning of our show, uh, Mike, the government deals in big numbers, I guess. So. Yeah. Yes. They, and unfortunately, most of the big numbers are debt. So, um, you know, it, it is a wow moment. Well, maybe this, as I said, is, is one of those times whenever uh, some of this spending that that's taking place is going to make its way here, uh, you know, to uh, address some specific needs and, and uh, you know, help. Americans, uh, you know, in, in the rural parts of, of the country. Um, one of the other thing about the bill, um, you know, in benefiting older Americans, in fact, is it includes money, you know, even for things like uh, walking paths, uh, biking paths, trails. And I know that we're seeing uh, a lot of recreational areas being developed in a lot of communities. And I, I think some of these dollars will, you know, spur even even more of, of that development. Uh, just want to take a, a second here and remind our, our listeners uh, to visit our website, CompassRetirementAdvisorsLLC.com. My office number is 812-787-0809. If I don't uh, answer, uh, leave me a message. I'll call you back just as soon as um, we can. Um, when you're at the website, click on the radio 
tab and you can pick up back issues uh, of our, our show. And then again, we're also available on Apple and Spotify uh, podcast. Um, we want to move now and talk a little bit about uh, some of these uh, financial resolutions that you might want to consider. Um, there's an article from U.S. News and World Report, 12 Financial New Year's Resolutions for 2022. Um, and there's some keen insights in there. I think uh, many of our listeners uh, might find you know, helpful. Uh, first, you should look at uh, the new year uh, as a time to maybe turn the page on some of the past uh, financial hiccups or strategy mistakes and start with a blank slate. I know whenever I'm uh, wanting to start a new project, you know, finding the, the start-stop place sometimes is difficult, and coordinating that with the calendar is often uh, helpful for me. And uh, it probably comes as no surprise that the article's first piece of advice is to build a budget for the new year and uh, to stick with it. And I'll quote direct, directly from the article because I think it sums it up you know, pretty well. Your entire year's financial success likely rests on having a decent budget and it, it all still starts very closely with you know breaking down income sounds painfully obvious right yeah it painfully obvious and and it'll break down the income the expenses and, and list your various assets and you know is the income uh, going to cover the expenses and, and if not uh, starting out the new year uh, with some changes might uh, be in in good order um, but you have to build that budget, uh, and, and maybe some people, you know, have not actually gone through that exercise for the very first time. So uh, building the budget, refining it, uh, it's a good reason to, you know, maybe meet with a financial service professional. We help with that uh, type of activity. If a person's not sure, there are some excellent online resources uh, to, to help uh, put together uh, a, a realistic budget and, um, you know, help with uh, how much is too much in, in this category or how much is not enough in this category. So uh, reach out to uh, to us here at Compass Retirement Advisors. Uh, we have uh, some uh, kind of fill in the blank categories listed uh, for people who are uh, pre-retirement age, and we have a separate uh, list of uh, budget items for those who are right at retirement and then for those who, who are retired. So uh, building a, a budget is a good way to uh, start off uh, the new year that's uh, quickly approaching. Well, yeah, and I'm glad you brought up uh, working with a financial services professional. I mean, let's be honest, building a thorough budget or having a, a, a thorough financial strategy in place might not seem like the most fun thing to do, but fun or not, it's essential. And you really shouldn't do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. Working with somebody like yourself, Mike, makes that whole process a little bit easier and, of course, more effective. Well, that, that's right, Tony. And, and, and don't forget you know, that a financial services professional We'll be able to, to help show uh, anyone how the budgeting you do today can make uh, your life easier tomorrow. And that's really why we encourage people to go through that exercise is for the impact that it will have, you know, uh, years down the road. And I guess a question that I would ask is, you know, if a couple knew that uh, some modest sacrifices made in their 30s and 40s and 50s would mean you could retire uh, a year or so sooner, um, you know, would it be worth making those sacrifices? So we have to look at these budgeting uh, decisions within a, 
you know, perspective, you know, what type of outcome are, are we looking for? And uh, if we're looking at, you know, giving up uh, X dollars a month, but we don't really see what we're gaining by it other than we're maybe closing the gap a little bit. But, you know, if I can retire a year or two earlier because I've really put together a, a strong budget, then yeah, I'll have a little more motivation for that. Um, the next important um, financial New Year's resolution uh, for 2022 uh, is uh, just save something every month. Uh, even if it's not a significant amount of money, uh, let's say that you're able to save $100 a month, you may say, well, you know, that's a measly $100 a month for me, but uh, I'd encourage you to think about, you know, the big picture. That's, that's $1,200 a year. And $100 a month over five years, you know, that's $6,000, not including uh, any interest or growth on that money. So uh, $100 a month right now, you know, doesn't mean $100 a month forever, but maybe you'll end up with a big pay raise along the way or uh, pay off another asset. And either of those might allow you to uh, increase, you know, how much you're, you're saving. And the point is uh, to start saving something every month if you're not already doing that. Um, and I think the first of the year also is a good time uh, to think about increasing your 401k contribution. But I want to put a caveat on here. If you're not already contributing at the level that gets the full employer match, then try and you know contribute another 1% until you get to that point where you're getting everything that the employer is matching. And we've said numerous times over this last year that uh, that's like 100% return on your money. And you don't wanna leave any money on your the table that your employer is willing to, to give to you through the employer match. Now, if you're already contributing uh, at that number and you're getting 100% of the employer match, uh, we think you really need to be cautious about contributing more to that 401k plan over and above what the match is. And especially uh, if you've uh, listened to us uh, this year, we've talked about things like the power of zero, um, tax-free income for life, uh, those two books by David McKnight. And uh, you know, we are concerned about where uh, taxes are going to be in the future. So uh, how much of your contributions that you're making uh, to save for retirement are gonna be coming back to you taxable versus how much are you saving for retirement that's going to come to you completely tax-free. Uh, and, and this is one of the places that, that you can look and that is in that 401k. But you want to contribute and get 100% of the employer's match. Yeah, I think that's really important. And just really quick here, uh, what is the phone number our listeners can call to set up that consultation? There's no charge. No charge. The number is 812-787-0809. That's my direct line. If I don't answer, leave me a message. I'll call you back and be happy to spend some time uh, with you. Uh, we can meet face to face. And again, I want to remind everyone, uh, those who work with us uh, receive a three ring binder with a complete uh, written retirement income plan and all the projections from where you are today. Uh, with the roadmap uh, to where you would like to, to get. Tony, before we close out here, I want to just remind all of our listeners, we're going to do something that we typically don't do uh, over the next couple of weeks. We're going to replay 
the interview we did with Maya McGinnis, the president of the Committee for a Financial, uh, I'm sorry, CRFB, Committee for Responsible Federal Budget, Committee for Responsible Federal Budget, that's crfb.org. Maya gave us uh, a lot of information about where they see the current state of financial affairs here in the United States. She gave us some uh, insights along with some warnings. So those shows are going to be coming up. Part one will be next week, part two the following week. We have a recap show the day after Christmas, and we'll be back uh, in January with the latest updates uh, to help all of those who are looking uh, to uh, answer retirement questions. And so uh, we uh, invite everyone to to listen next week. That was probably some of the best information we shared all year, and we're going to replay it so that our uh, listeners uh, can make sure they have uh, every opportunity to get that information. All right. Thanks, Mike. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. Investment advisory services provided by ChangePath LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and ChangePath LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified Find representatives prior to implementation.